standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. It is episode 495, coming out on the 14th of September, 2023. And I've spent the first three days of the week, I guess, in remembrance of both the events of 9-11 and then of the 9-12 movement, if you will, or the Tea Party movement that followed about a decade later. And well, maybe not a decade, let's say eight years. And um, then talked about the idea that what should we have learned from this? I mean, it's been 22 years since that uh, day. What did we learn? What have we changed? What are we doing differently? Sadly, (laughs) I have my doubts that we learned anything. That being said, today I want to talk about me. Me personally, not necessarily in the first person, not necessarily because I think that uh, I am all that important or all that interesting, but more upon the notion that even as I mature or graduate (laughs) uh, over time, I see myself as being very, very consistent. So when confronted with inconsistencies, when confronted with changes of opinions or uh, the graduation from a lower level understanding to a higher level of understanding, that can cause some confusion, that can cause some issues. And it'd be fair to say that I've had and I still hold some views or opinions that rub people the wrong way, cause concern, Um, perhaps in some instances can be frightening. And what I want to do is I want to take this time and kind of stroll through memory lane, less about me being right or wrong, but more about trying to be consistent and what is the end goal. The reason being because I ran across some people uh, last night who rightfully remember, maybe rightfully uh, is the wrong word, uh, but hold on to some things that I have done and said in the past. Uh, Apparently they have some grace and uh, were very polite and generous with their time and speaking with me. But the interesting thing is, is it's not so much that I have changed my opinion on the matter. And it's not so much that I don't think there isn't an opportunity for improvement. It just hasn't been an issue. And part of the problem when you get on a bandwagon or when you look to address the latest crisis, you can paint yourself in a corner. Been there, done that. So let's let's go back and revisit a couple of um, key points along the way. And along the way, I want to try and elaborate on how I'm trying to remain internally consistent. Now, this is both from my childhood, right? Learning, follow the ways of the Lord. You be consistent, follow, follow the, the Christian faith track, if you will, staying consistent. Some of that is from the libertarian mindset that I subscribed to for so many years is you believe in this, you have to draw it to its logical conclusion. And sometimes that logical conclusion becomes ridiculous. There, there are exceptions to the rule 
Um, and that's kind of where some of this comes to play out. So let's rewind. Going back to 9-11, in the uh, weeks that followed, I was a student, yes, a student at UNT. That would be the University of North Texas for those of you that are not familiar. I was a poli-sci history major, two majors, and I was, I want to say in my uh, early uh, junior year when this is all going down. And if I'm honest, I had a, a kind of a minor crisis of confidence because my shipmates, my the people I served with were going to be going to war. Now, I had been out of active duty since 1994, and my reserve time was over by 1996, but this is, you know, America's under attack. Uh, I gave an oath. Well... I had a superseding oath to my wife and my family and, but that was a challenge, right? It, what's the right thing to do here? What do I, what do I do? What's the greater good? But while this is playing out and I'm dealing with this, I observed and saw firsthand where we gave this massive growth in power and authority to the federal government in response to you know, in retrospect, you know, people that are honest and look back, let's call it a complicated situation, which is to say, I don't know what happened, but what I do know is what they told us happened is not what happened. (laughs) I don't believe them. And I didn't believe them then. And I sure as heck don't believe them now. And in case I'm not clear, I mean, look, I'm closing in on 500 episodes now. I've been doing this for about two years. Some of you may have just joined somewhere a short time ago. So I I feel the need to kind of rehash this a little bit. I spoke to a great number of my fellow students who, by the way, were roughly eight to 10 years younger than me on average. And I warned them that notwithstanding their thoughts, giving government this much power, this much authority and taking away the constitutional restrictions, or at least limiting them, was going to be a bad idea. Now, there were plenty of young conservatives that I knew at the time that thought it would be fine, and I cautioned them, and I said, look, just because you like George W. Bush, just because you believe he's a good man, just because you trust he's going to do the right thing, doesn't mean his successor is going to be trustworthy, or a good person, or do the right thing. So, don't be so quick to approve or go along with this because the guy in charge now is somebody that you respect. I was very quick to caution them on this. And likewise, I told the lefties, left of center, and look, at UNT, there was plenty of them. I said, I oppose this with you for the similar reasons that I don't trust government with that kind of power. What's interesting is a little over eight years later, when the shoe was on the other foot, they were perfectly fine and content that Barack Obama had, or Barry Satoro, Satoro or whatever you want to call him, the next president, they were very comfortable and confident with him having that power. And he went in and did the very things that I cautioned the conservatives about. And quite frankly, the non-conservatives, the lefties, the you know young progressives that 
were still around. I, of course, 10 years later or whatever, or eight years later, I was no longer in college. Neither were they. But I ran across similar people or other younger people, and I'd have the same conversation. So you all were opposed to this when George had it, but you're okay now that Bronk has it, and you don't see the problem here. It's not going to work out well for us in the long run. This is a bad idea. Now, it was poo-pooed, but I held the line. I still hold the line. It was wrong. The Patriot Act should have never, ever been passed. The Patriot Act does violate the constitutional restraints, and I don't care what any court says. They're wrong. They got it wrong, and I'm and I'm willing to put my neck on the line and say they got it wrong. Courts get things wrong. It's just the way it works. Now, that being said, all things being considered, Fast forward to the uh, summer of love 2020. Now I'm on the other side of that equation. So, you know, and again, we're just going to take a little time and throw some uh, brief background. Both my family's extended family, my wife's extended family have a number of people that have served in law enforcement and the fire department and actually city employees for that matter. So I'm aware and I trust and I like a good number of people that do those roles. I mean, EMS service, I mean, more power to those guys. Law enforcement, look, nobody wants to see them in your rearview mirror when you're doing 10 miles over the speed limit. Let's be honest. But when something bad happens, there's a certain comfort when the police show up. And I don't care if they're deputy, a constable, or a local officer there's a certain amount of comfort when that happens because those are the guys that are supposed to come in and settle things down and sort it down and protect the general public. That's what I was brought up believing. That's what I was raised to believe. I don't necessarily reject that, but I'm also not blind to what goes on around me. There are a lot of people that get into that business, that get in that line of work that ought not be in that line of work. And we, we didn't deal with them. So the summer love hit. And some strange things happened. Among them was a drug addict that overdosed. And then some poor law enforcement officer made the mistake of kneeling on him to keep him under control. And he died. And a whole lot of crazy happened after that. Now, keep in mind, there are abuses of power. There are other things that have been playing out this whole time. And there were things that predated this event. So I, I thought, hey, the right thing to do here is I'm a Republican. There's a Republican state convention coming up this year. We're going to go to the Senate district. And I, and I put out a series of videos. Hey, look, I believe that we are the best group of people. We are the best party. We are the most conservative people that we should address these concerns. I believe they're legitimate concerns. I'm not going to rehash it now. I'm sure you can go find the videos. I, I, I'm sure I will probably never, ever live that down. That's okay. I own that. And I, and I stand by the fact that they were issues that needed to be addressed. I didn't necessarily agree with or approve of the proposed solutions from the left, but we on the right, we have to be open to the idea that while we appreciate the work that's being done and while we generally trust the people that do those roles, there are bad apples. Some would say there are a lot of bad apples. Some would say that the whole thing is corrupt. I'm not willing to say that, but you know, Truth be told, there are observable problems. They need to be dealt with. 
we are the best people to address that because our default setting is we trust our law enforcement people. We know a good deal of our law enforcement people. We have a standard reaction that we're going to back the blue as conservatives, as Republicans. So I, I stuck my neck out. I'm like, look, there's a number of things here that really need to be addressed. I know they're uncomfortable. I know that the the guys in blue, they're probably not happy that I'm even bringing them up. But if we're not willing to talk about it, if we're not willing to have this discussion, if we're not willing to be open that there are problems here that should be addressed, we're not doing ourselves any favors. We're not protecting liberty. Now, I, I did my best to put those proposals and I got voted down. It wasn't even close. And I probably mm, tarnished my name for a little while. I was okay with that. I felt that the mission was valuable enough to sacrifice a little of my whatever. I still think I made the right move. Maybe I could have done a better job of it. Maybe I could have spent a little more time talking to the people that this would directly affect first and foremost. And truth be told, since 2020, I have went and talked to some of those people and I have had conversations with some of those folks. Well, I understand why you say this, but what about this? What about this? And honestly, they've given me some good uh, back and forth and uh, I appreciate the time and I appreciate their graciousness. And when I came from the heart and I told them, look, I have no hatred, no animosity to what you guys do. I wouldn't want to do what you do. I have family members that have done that, are still doing that. I, I'm coming from a place of respect, and I get, would even go so far as to say admiration in some respects, but these are problems. Maybe they're not a problem in the city I live in, McKinney. Maybe they're not a problem in the county I live in, Collin County. But they're, we can't turn a blind eye to problems. We have to be aggressively dealing with problems. That's always been my view on this matter. But I probably went a little too far. Why do I say that? Well, because I didn't do enough preparatory work. I thought I was doing the right thing. I, I, I got caught up in the moment, if you will. Okay. Does that mean that I don't believe that there are issues that need to be addressed? No. Does that mean that I've completely brushed it aside and I'm not still concerned about it? No, not at all. It just means that I'm going to work with and accept the people that are in a position to know a little better than I do and understand why some of these things are the way they are. I'm going to have to give them a little trust and a little grace and communicate with them and look for a probable solution. Now, have I been 100% successful at that? No, not at all. I mean, from 2020 to 2023, let's see what happened. Oh yeah, the world shut down. We had our uh, little COVID adventure and plenty of police powers and overstating uh, or I shouldn't say it that way because it wasn't the police. It really wasn't. It was government that ordered them. Now they would say they were following orders. I would say they're unconstitutional orders, but that being said, you know, a little grace for them as well. They, we were all told this is going to be the end of the world unless we do this, this, and this. And they lied to us again, just proving my point. You can't trust them. You, you don't, Put your faith in these people. And the problem is, is defining these people and them. I, I would say federal government period and a story would probably cover it all. 
but equally guilty, at least in the 2020 nonsense or 2021 nonsense, was the state government. They were all equally culpable. Now, look, the county, the, the city, they didn't have access to the same data. They, didn't, they were fed certain things and they acted accordingly. That's what I believe. I'm giving them grace. I would expect grace goes both ways. But if it was going to be that bad, if, if, if it really truly was the problem that we perceived it to be, there would have been a whole lot more, for lack of a better way to put it, hurt and dead bodies on the streets, courtesy of either law enforcement or the thugs that were up to bad things. But that's not what happened. Now, look. 2021 was kind of antsy around town here. I mean, we had people causing issues. 2022, we had people causing issues. Some of it for something as benign as a statue that's been on the square for 100 years, roughly. And uh, suddenly it was a crisis. Now, look, that's political in nature and uh, propagated by people that thought they might benefit politically from it. But law enforcement had nothing to do with that. The average person had nothing to do with it. It was just trying to divide and conquer. So again, I I don't know that I wanted to apologize, but just say, look, I learned my lesson. Perhaps I should have invested a little more time. Perhaps I should have reached out to other people. And and to be honest, I, I still talk to those folks. They, they don't hold a grudge, or at least they haven't. But I learned a lesson. We moved on. But I'm trying to stay consistent because I believe in fair play. I believe that the rules are there for a reason. So, again, I I feel it's consistent, right? In 2001, 2002, I warned about government expansion of power, violating the Constitution. 2020, 2021, I said, hey, guys, look, we have an issue here. Let's look into it. We're the, we're the right team to look into this. We don't want to leave this to the lefties. We don't want to leave this to the progressives. We need to maybe dial in how we can better address these things. And to be honest, and and I'm not going to out the individual, but I did speak to an individual that was in a position to where he knew far better about this than I did. And he said, yeah, Stephen, there are some things that need to be done. There there are some reforms. He goes, I actually kind of support some of this stuff because I've seen it firsthand, but I don't trust the people that would implement it. That's pretty hard to push back against. (laughs) <laughs> got a good point. I mean, it's the same thing as I'm fine with the idea of capital punishment, but I don't trust the people that implement it. And I certainly don't trust the justice system. I mean, they've proven themselves to be, not be worthy of that. So where does this leave us? Right? So fair play. The guys that wear blue and carry badges and are not bullies, they're on our team at least in theory, we want them to feel like they're welcome. We want to engage them. in the same way. We want everybody in our country to be able to feel welcome and engage. And it's a, what do you call it? A predisposed outcome when you treat people like the enemy. So I don't, I don't see the local police or the local sheriff's office as my enemy. Could they be? Maybe. If they start enforcing unconstitutional orders, probably, but we're not there yet. We're a long way from that. And the ones that I've gotten to meet and spend any amount of time with, they don't come across to me as people that go along with that. They seem very measured. They seem very reasonable. 
They just want a nice, peaceful environment to raise their kids and their grandkids in and go on with life. They don't want the crazy wackadoo stuff that happens down in Dallas County or New York or San Francisco or Chicago. And honestly, I got a lot of grace for that as long as that's where it stays. Again, the same old me, right? I I don't want government abuse and power. I don't want government expansion of power. But on the flip side, we are dependent upon police agencies to keep the peace, to keep things on the even keel. And why does this matter? Well, you remember I started back in 2001 and the Homeland Security Department that came out of the Patriot Act and all these expansions and abuses of power. Then we got up to 20 years later and we're dealing with basically local police being usurped and abused by the feds. So, you know, the, the John Birch Society, for those of you that aren't familiar with them, they are the most hardcore conservative group there is out there that I'm aware of. Now, I if I was going to critique them, I would say they spend a bit more time looking into the, and I'm going to say conspiracy or the backdoor situation that is bringing about a good number of the things that we're seeing than I personally want to. But understanding why things are happening and how they're happening in many cases is quite important. It's just, it's not something that I want to personally spend that time on. But strangely enough, they're proven far more often to be right than they are wrong. (laughs) That being said, one of the things they've always said is support your local police. Keep your local police local. Keep them accountable to your local municipality or your county we want, we need and want these folks, but we want them accountable to us. We want them to be on the same team with us. And really, I think that's probably the best way to approach it. So when you look at all the stuff that's coming out and, you know, the outgrowth of what's gone on for the last few years, they've spent a lot of time teaching us to hate or distrust or work against each other in our own communities It's so much easier to rule us when they divide us. So now, you know, I've, I've had the benefit of an extra, extra few more years here, right. To kind of mature in some of the views here. And I still have a healthy fear for government or of government. I still am very reticent to give any authority more power or more authority. And I don't care if it's the local police or the feds, but the fact of the matter is I can't put it any other way. We're at war. It may not be a hot war at this point, but the Chinese and the Chinese communists want to run our country into the ground. The BRICS is a thing and they're going to destroy us economically if we allow them to. At this point, I don't know how they can't be successful because we've done so much damage to ourselves. And as this continues, as the fragmenting and the breakdown of our society continues, guess what? A lot of that's going to be put on our local police, our local sheriffs, even the constables. Oh, I, for one, would like those guys to see me not as their enemy, maybe an ally, co-belligerent, maybe not their best friend. I mean, look, I, I have this natural 
lack of love for authority. I really do. But they're on our team. We need to act like it. Both sides. And as as this stuff goes further and further down, right? And to me, this is a natural flow of where I've been, where I'm going, but where I stand on government abuse and expansion of power continues on through. I would much rather have local guys that I know. And when I say no, I mean, they're acquaintances. They know me by sight, by name, but no, we're not going out hanging out at backyard barbecues, but I would much rather have those guys around than some nameless, fa- uh, faceless fed or bureaucrat making these determinations and rounding people up. And if you think that's not going to happen, I mean, there are tons of videos with the ATF and AB er, er, the, <laughs> and the, the ABC, the, the FBI showing up at people's houses, quote, we're here to talk. We're here to help you. We're here to investigate. There's no warrant. There's no nothing. They're not doing you any favors. Worse yet is some of the sheriffs or some of the local police are going along with this. I don't want that. I want to encourage them to stand by the Constitution, to stand by doing the right thing. Not to help with these expansive unconstitutional powers that they're utilizing. But they're never going to do that if we don't have a bridge. They're never going to do that if we don't have an understanding. So... I guess what I'm trying to say is I haven't so much changed. It's that I've accepted that the world maybe isn't the way that I thought it was. Maybe that things are a little bit more complicated than what I'd hoped they were. I also fully realize that the world isn't simple. I'm lucky to get 70% of what I want out of any one thing. Because that's the way the world works. It's not driven by what Stephen wants or what any one specific individual wants. A lot of it's based on consensus. A lot of it's based on a general idea. And as long as it's in a general alignment with where I'm at, I don't see the need to fight it. I say that fight for the things that are effectively destroying that which is left, that are undermining our culture, that are undermining our civilization, that are seeking to destroy our nation and our communities. Now, maybe, maybe I'll talk about a couple of things that I would care to name in tomorrow's episode, (laughs) but for today, I just, I wanted to take some time to back up, kind of reset and say, I am who I am. And while there might be some perceived changes, there might be some real changes. It's more of a maturity and understanding of what's going on around me and a better way to adapt to deal with it. You can't work with people that see you as an enemy. You can't get things done if people want to be adversarial all the time. That's, you know, this directly folds into the things I've been talking about in previous weeks. The Republican Party is a big tent. That means there's going to be some people there that I'm not really enthusiastic about. There's, there's going to be some moderates that are involved and guess what? We need them. We want them. It's important that we work on these things and we work on them together and we get the things done that we can actually get done. Yes, I know we're going to deal with people that sell us out and disappoint us. I get that. And maybe if they're the problem or if they're really truly a bigger issue than just being moderate, which again, I'm just fine with moderates, 
but the quote unquote rhinos, the people that sell us out, that's the people we get, we need to talk to. We need to sit down with them. We need to find out, are we really truly on the same team or not? But we have to also have a little grace because sometimes those people know things that we don't. Sometimes those people see things differently than we do. And instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, perhaps it's worthy of a conversation. Perhaps it's worthy sitting down and trying to figure out what can we agree on. So no, I'm not sacrificing any of my principles. I'm not going back on the things I believe in, but I am understanding that just because I believe it doesn't make it necessarily the absolute answer. And that there's a whole lot of other people that have something to say about that as well. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.